0: Hey, my name is Eva Droughty. I'm an event producer and occasional radio presenter from Vancouver. In 2022, I started a project called What's the Story, which originally aired on 101.9 CITR as a bi-weekly radio show. Uh, but recently, Stephen from Chill Rose reached out to me having heard an episode and wanted to feature the series as a rerun on the network. The chance to give my passion project a second life is so amazing, and I never expected it. So thank you to Stephen and Chill Rose Radio. This is super cool of you guys. To offer a bit of a background about what you're about to hear, I was inspired by Alan Cross's Ongoing History of New Music show, which is a wicked program and the longest running Canadian radio documentary. It's hosted by a broadcasting legend, but definitely one that's an old guard member. And I thought that myself, a young person involved in my local counterculture with a mind towards social justice and representation, could introduce a distinct voice to that genre of documentary. My show explored mostly musical genres, but also trends and themes of music history. I would intersperse the narrative with a playlist, which often featured the original soundmakers and also some new CanCon if I could find it. It was definitely a labor of love and the research hours required weren't conducive to the studying I also had to do unfortunately at the time. So as much as I would have loved to continue to this day, it ended later in 2022 and I produced a seven part series. So yeah, that's what you're getting into with me and with what's the story. And I really hope that you enjoy these episodes. They mean a lot to me, so it's super special that you're getting to hear them now. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Eva, and today you're listening to my new show, What's the Story? This is episode one, and I'm super, super excited about it. Um, So because this is our first episode on air, I wanted to give you a little rundown about what I'm doing here and what you you can expect from the show. So I really wanted to do a kind of history of music style show. It's going to be a largely music-based program, although a lot of me speaking. um, And so I'll be explaining kind of the history behind a musical phenomenon, a genre, maybe even like a location. Um, I did a fill-in a while ago about Riot Girl, and I, that kind of sparked my interest in this I thought it'd be really cool to dive into some some genres or, or something that I just really didn't know about music um and present that to you lovely people with some a playlist uh kind of curated around that so that's what I'm doing and this first episode is going to be focused on the genre dark cabaret subgenre, I think it's a really funky one uh very new to me so that is what we're doing today on what's the story I hope you keep listening and I hope you enjoy the show I have this one friend who just knows all of the most obscure albums ever and of any genre, so it's like very fun to be friends with him and I have a whole list of things I should listen to (laughs) from his um, suggestion. And so one of those bands was called the Dresden Dolls, which I thought was an interesting name. Uh, Dresden is a town in Germany. I've actually visited Dresden. Uh, It was very historic because in World War II, I believe, um, there was a really horrific bombing that destroyed most of the city and even today, um, because of firebombs, all of the buildings are blackened and it's really kind of powerful to be there. And it was specifically poignant in Dresden because it wasn't a town of any political importance at the time. It was really just an arts and culture hub and it had this beautiful architecture. And so it was very much a malicious attack um, on civilians by the British, which is why it was, you know, um, especially prominent. So that intrigued me, uh, and I love history, so I was like, let's, yeah, I'll listen to that for sure. Um, And the genre that the Dresden Dolls really encapsulate is dark cabaret, and that sounded intriguing to me. So I did some, some digging on that, and I listened to some other dark cabaret things, and then I've compiled a little playlist for you today, so you can get a little taste of what that's meant to sound like. So the origin of the genre was really in 1980s in Western Europe. That's when this kind of, the music came up but really cabaret has been around forever. Cabaret and burlesque was prominent in Victorian era Europe. And then it actually turned into what we know more colloquially, I think in Canada would be the American burlesque, which is kind of like um, risque dancing and it's very feminine and um, sexual, I suppose. And that also ties into striptease um, and drag is also part of this whole aesthetic. So in Europe at the time, this really was part of what they called Weimar culture, and I hope that I'm saying that right. Weimar, Weimar, um, which was the arts and science boom in the Weimar Republic, which was Austria and Germany, but between World War I and the Third Reich, so interwar period, I suppose. And what this looked like in theater and literature was themes of the failure of politics and society. Things were very bleak, obviously, they are in between two wars, and the grotesque was also a, a theme. In film, this looked very similar, nightmarish, the dark side of human nature, and it was very mysterious and magical, eerie, sort of lots of horror, but also lots of uh, sexual iconography. And then in music, a big aspect of Weimar culture was opera. And a big thing that was happening in Weimar culture was also Agipro, which uh, a key player in that was Brecht, and we'll come back to that later. It's basically... A communist theatrical genre it's agitation and propaganda put together so it would be leaflets or um, theater anything that was addressing local problems through marxist thought and a huge key player like i said was Bertolt brecht uh, they called him into war germany's most important playwright and then one last thing that was really a hallmark of weimar culture was decadence um, and especially in berlin berlin was the hub of decadence uh, and it was known to be a very liberal city Um, which you might find interesting, considering the fascism that came out of it. But prostitution rose in Berlin, and it was really a means of survival for most people. STIs spread, and Berlin was really known as a hub for drugs and crime, and this, again, was a means to survive post-war Berlin, but it was also a place that thrill-seekers would come to visit the city, and there was this big underground culture for music and art and for people to take part in drugs and prostitution. Um, and really just like express their hedonism, right? But also in this underground culture grew cabaret and erotic performances. All right, so that's a lot of history I've just thrown at you. I'm gonna play a song to get us in the mood here, give us a little taster of what's to come with dark cabaret. This is a band called Harlequin Jones, their song, Worried Ugly, off of their 2011 EP. So next I wanted to get into some related genres because genre is funny. People get very pedantic about genre. People get very specific about genre, which is why it's hard to kind of place a little genre, a subgenre into my general understanding of music. So let's talk about that. And we'll talk about some terminology as well. So like I said, cabaret was a theatrical entertainment and this is, it, it's kind of like a musical, it involves music, song, dance, um, drama, recitation. And in the US, it really had a different meaning um, than it did originally in Victorian era, as you can imagine, because now we really do associate it with elements of striptease and burlesque, um, drag, etc., which is meant to highlight specifically femininity, but sexuality. And burlesque in particular was art that was kind of meant to be funny. Uh, it was meant to amuse the audience in generally like a satirical way, or, and I thought this was a good description of it, um, parodying or caricaturing serious work and it comes from the italian burla for joke which makes sense um, or mockery and it's very theatrical and extravagant and whimsical and you will see those elements in this music Um, and that is i will get into that later but that can be part of why i don't really enjoy certain bands within this genre um obviously you probably got a little bit of a taster there with our harlequin jones song but jazz and swing also circus and musical and vaudeville But one thing that I thought was also interesting was that it is tied in dark cabaret with goth and punk and even metal. And I've got some fun examples of that in the playlist. Um, And that really is where I start to enjoy dark cabaret more, I think. So some other descriptions of the genre, you know how people love to give like eight words to describe one genre and they all mean the same thing. So cabaret noir or glam cabaret. um, And actually Amanda Palmer, who is the lead singer for The Dresden Dolls, she calls her band's Brechtian Punk Cabaret, which comes back to Bertolt Brecht, who was, like I mentioned, interwar Germany's most important playwright. And she very much rejected the idea of being called anything next to goth, so (laughs) that's what we call her. Much respect to Amanda Palmer. And then for some lyrical topics that you might find in these songs blasphemy, prostitution, bestiality, even. And it is, like, it does have a very menacing tone to it, and that's what makes dark cabaret dark rather than just cabaret. It's not meant to be funny. I mean, it can be satirical and poking fun at something, but generally in a pretty dark way. And then when it comes to style, aesthetically, white face makeup was something that Amanda Palmer did quite frequently. Um, if you want a good example of what it's meant to look like to play the character caricature of a dark cabaret artist, really take a look at Amanda Palmer um, and the Dresden Dolls. And also, aside from that, period clothing. People were really playing into the Victorian era, which is, I find that stuff very creepy, to be honest. Like, you don't have to do much aside from dress up in Victorian dress, and I'm kind of scared, so it kind of does it for me. Uh, Decadence as well, and risque. Which all makes sense, knowing the background of cabaret. And then some instruments that are commonly found in this genre. Lots of old school stuff. Like, it's nothing to techie as you could imagine there's lots of piano or organ um, the accordion actually which plays into the circus theme I think for me I don't know what it is about the accordion um, but it really just seems like goofy and like and like a circus there's also lots of violin and cello which for me that kind of that and the organ plays into the gothic theme in my mind you know when the scooby gang pulls up to one of those haunted mansions anything that might be playing in the soundtrack there that would be an instrument involved in dark Cabaret Okay, again, I've been talking a lot, so let's play you another song before we get into some of the key players of Dark Cabaret. Next, I'm going to play a song called Gemini Girly Song by Katzenjammer Cabaret, um, and that's a, that's a French band, funnily enough, but they do take their name, obviously, from German and the German word for cabaret, <laughs> so here we go. Okay, so we're back and I think that's an interesting song because It reminds me with the distorted guitar and her vocals. It reminds me as a child of the 2000s of that emo era in the early 2000s. Pop punk, post punk, all of that. That was my jam. Um, I'm no disrespect to that. And it's funny because that song is from 2004, so it makes sense. But in my mind, this seems like such a archaic genre that had such old roots in the Victorian era. So it's just funny that it's like kind of had this revamp in the early 2000s. Next, we're going to get into some of the key players in this genre. And something you'll notice by the two songs I've already played, but you will notice by more of the playlist coming up, is that it's predominantly female vocal artists or female front women. I think every single one of these songs, and I'm not trying to have a bias towards women, it genuinely is just dominated by chicks in this genre, which is pretty cool. And I think that that's probably, I haven't read any literature about this, but I think that's probably about how American Cabaret was so associated with feminine iconography and striptease and burlesque and risky dancers, right? And I actually had difficulty coming across any male-fronted bands. So one of the first real dark cabaret bands, um, I've read this in a few places, so I'll take it as gospel, was Tiger Lilies, and their first album came out in 1989. Uh, like I said, this genre really did pop off in the early 2000s, so they were kind of the first ones to do all that and their music was actually this is a male-fronted band um and their music was very bluesy um lots of accordion uh and they used those same themes that we were talking about earlier the grotesque uh they talked a lot about disease i noticed i listened to their album spit bucket from 1990 and there was a lot of talk about death and drugs and suicide disease um it was kind of disturbing so if you are interested in this genre and you kind of want to get a more a broader scope of who are some artists out there, you should check out this record label called Project Records with a K. And they specialize in the genres of cabaret, dark wave, ambient, um, so lots of things of that nature. And they have this really interesting album called Project Presents Dark Cabaret from 2005. So if you go through there, it's a compilation of dark cabaret songs and you can pick an artist that you might enjoy. Okay, so let's get into the Dresden Dolls next. That was band that started it all for me and the front woman like I mentioned earlier was Amanda Palmer she's a very cool woman and as she describes the band is Brechtian Punk Cabaret the band is from Boston Massachusetts and it is comprised of Amanda Palmer and Brian Big and they actually met at a Halloween party which I think is so perfect so the name comes from the town of Dresden and the dolls aspect of that was that porcelain dolls were big part of trade in Dresden and that was kind of a big product that they would create uh, pre-war mostly and Amanda Palmer said she just really enjoyed the juxtaposition of Dresden which was this symbol for destruction and dolls which were meant to be delicate um and then I really like that if you don't if you delve into the Dresden dolls and you look at some images of them and even like album covers she dresses a lot like a doll a Victorian doll with the white face paint and the Brian dresses like a Victorian man, so I really enjoy how they just dive right into the whole caricature. So let's play a Dress and Dolls song next. This is the album that started this all for me. It is the self titled The Dress Dolls and the song is Girl Anachronism.
1: I can't And you can tell from the full body cast That you're sorry that you asked That you did everything you could Like any decent person would But I might be catching So don't touch Don't believe in your immune To gravity and stuff Don't get me wet Because the bandages will all come off You can tell from the smoke At the stake That the currency is critical It's just the way the medication makes her. I don't necessarily believe there is a cure for this, now. I might join your century. That only as a double guess, I wish to the carriers removed as a.
0: So I think that's a really killer song for a number of reasons. Firstly, I think it really encapsulates Dark Cabaret um, in a funny way because anachronism is a word that means something that belongs to a time period other than the present and typically something old fashioned. And that's definitely what she's doing with the Victorian attire and the whole Brechtian punk uh, idea. She's really calling back to Weimar culture. Um, And I think she really understands the roots of the genre and likes to play into that. But I also really like the imagery of someone who's been institutionalized, someone who's not understood by society. And the tone of the, sh- of the song is very sarcastic, so it's obvious that this speaker doesn't really agree. Um, they just they feel that they're in the wrong time frame, that they don't belong here, but they're not wrong, um, that just other people don't understand them. Yeah, so, so I really enjoy that song. It's also really catchy um, and a lot thrashier and more sonically what I gravitate towards in a song. Uh, Amanda Palmer is also married to Neil Gaiman, who's the author for Coraline. And that's just a really fun fact that I wanted to throw in there because I love that spooky, spooky vibes. Get married to someone just as spooky as you. I love that. And that song in particular is very punky, which is why I like it. And I think it's cool that this genre is really... Yes, a subgenre of I think you could call it musical theater almost. Um, but with dark Cabaret, it's tying into metal and punk, um, and something that I really just wouldn't expect. Um, as someone who I hate it, but I've just never really understood how to consume musical theater. Not I'm not talking going to see it live um, in person. That I, th- that I think would be a really cool experience. But just sitting down and listening to a musical um, on my phone, like, it's just not something that I've, I grew up with. And I think that that medium is foreign to me. So when I was getting into this, I was noticing some albums that were feeling a lot like musicals and I liked them. Um, And I think that it's because it's got this creepy element to it. It's gothic. And I don't know what about that just made it more palatable to me, but it did. Um, so speaking of that, Amanda Palmer from the Dresden Dolls has another project called Evelyn Evelyn. And it's an interesting one. I won't get too much into it because there's a lot of lore to cover. So, Evelyn Evelyn, I don't know if it's a true story. I really was trying to find information about this, but it's a bit obscure and jury's still out, can't decide if it's a true story or if it's a character. But The story goes that there are these two girls, Evelyn and Evelyn Neville, and they are conjoined twins. And they are orphaned at birth, taken into the custody of a few weird characters. And these people don't treat them very well, and they do escape. And at one point, they are taken in by someone who trades them to the circus. So the whole album is very much a narrative. There's lots of spoken word, and there's lots of really long songs uh, kind of laying out the scene, right? This song is the opener, and it discusses the relationship that the two girls have with each other.
2: Evelyn, Evelyn, why do we bother to stay? Why are you running away? Don't you feel like severing? Everything's just come together It's as broken last. now. What shall we eat today? Can we go ice cream? But we just did that yesterday it's broken. Trying to be somebody else. No, I am, I'm not alone. Well, you're always scared of me. You never cared for me. Why don't you let me free? You never cared me.
1: Cause you, you never listen, and you're always insisting. I just, just stop reminiscing. reminiscing. I, I feel something missing. I'm I just one. want.
2: Evelyn 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 Evelyn, 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 Evelyn,
0: Make of that what you will. Um, I think it's a very weird album, but I did enjoy it, and it's making me feel like I might enjoy musicals if I really gave it a go. Now, something that I feel way more comfortable in, much more in my wheelhouse, is punk and metal. So I've got a song for you now by Stolen Babies. It's called Philistata, and it's off of their album There Be Squabbles Ahead. I gave you a little bonus song there too. That's one of my favorite Dark Cabaret songs on that playlist that I've made. I think because it sounds a little bit more indie as well, like it's a bit more palatable. um, But it obviously does have those musical elements of the other songs. And I feel like really quickly you can figure out what the characteristic sounds of the genre are just by listening to a few songs. Um, And I would say that maybe that is one of the negatives that I have about this genre. I wanted to get into some of an opinion piece about this overall I do like this uh, genre I'm gonna say but firstly just because it made me think of it I do find that there are a few very signature chord progressions and musical elements that at a certain point I feel like it would get quite tiring over time if I were to really commit to this dark cabaret as my favorite genre so in that reason I think that it would be more casual listening for me and I love these songs I think I will go back to them and absolutely the Dresden Dolls album However, I can find it a bit kitschy at times and it does like remind me of old-school Halloween soundtracks like I or musicals like I said which wouldn't really usually be my go-to everyday listening so that's just a minor note though. I do like it and I think I'll keep coming back to it just maybe in small doses. Something I really like about the genre though, which I touched on earlier, is that as someone who's into history I find the origin of this genre very fascinating and it's pretty impressive to me that like these these themes and ideas and sounds have lived on since interwar Germany and it's and they found this new life in an early 2000s emo America like I love that that's so funny and one more thing that I really loved is that this is such a female-dominated genre um, which emo was really taken by the men and goth and metal and punk this was male dominated territory um obviously we've had some amazing female punk rockers and like some amazing emo i love paramore like i'm not trying to diminish any of that (laughs) but i love that it's so obvious this is something that the girls have taken And one more thing that I just like about this is it is such a subversive genre. Like, it's so weird. (laughs) So obviously, you don't hear it much on the radio, um, in the mainstream radio. And it wasn't really a genre that I'd understood well until now, which is always so exciting to me as someone who's a self-proclaimed music lover to find something that is really foreign to you. Um, That's cool. And it is within, like, my home genre of punk and rock. So that's cool. That's cool, too. All right, I'm going to play us out on this segment here with one last song. by jill tracy it's called sell my soul from her album the bittersweet constraint
3: trick me with your pretty things black horses with their silver wings the halos in the sky are calling me again you reign under a broken crown, Archangel of the underground. The quicksand in your eyes has taken me down.